Attention! The Bone Hand Heavy Half Hour may have bad words in it. Know this. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 20 of the Bone Hand Heavy Half Hour, your straight shot of the hard stuff for the week of February 20th, 2011. I'm Steve, your host. And I am Z. And let us rock. Go! 
to there z we started it off my friend with uh year 2000 x from lansing michigan amazing super heavy vgm band uh that was their take on river city ransom Am are I you correct? not entertained I, I dug the shit out of that tune and is that not from their debut we are error is that correct that is from from their debut and at last count their only official release we are error fan fucking fantastic album came out in 2008 Great bunch of guys. Well, I guess I guess sort of culturally, you could say that Michigan's kind of a heavy state. I mean, everything from uh, MC5 and the Amboy Dukes on up to like the Meat Men. Yeah, Just Michigan's good good for heavy music. You can pick up We Are Error through the band themselves at Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. If you dig kind of some Slayer level thrash, maybe uh, they're very uh, inspired by kind of like the progressive death of like Opus. Definitely check it out. Great bunch of guys. Huge, huge supporters of the VGM scene. And uh, regulars at MAGFest, so people over on my side of the country. Probably a good chance you're going to get to see them if you can make your way to the uh, the yearly Mid-Atlantic Gaming Festival. Fantastic. And that was followed, of course, by the mighty Warp 11 from Sacramento. Warp 11. Oh. Set your phasers for Fock from Boldly Go Down On Me, the 2005 release that you can buy at Warp11.com. I love that band. They're so much. They fun. are. Oh, dude, they they are literally the nastiest band I think in <laughs> rock. And and it's like I know they're a Sacramento band. And the cool thing is, is that the story goes that they're actually really inspired by No Kill I, another track rock band out of Sacramento. Mm-hmm. But for me, they always sound like L.A. I mean, that sounds like L.A. sleaze rock to me. It's just it's hard and it's nasty, and they and they sort of ping pong back between that and these sort of just goofy ballads. It just fantastic band. Yeah, appeared tremendous. in Trekkies, too. I mean, they, they got their Trek stripes, that's yeah. for damn sure. And they're, they're tremendously talented in the fact that on a given album, they can switch up styles and make it sound convincing. Exactly. There's, you know, there's they'll, they'll have a song sincere. about Bones McCoy that's kind of country-ish, and you can, you'll buy it. And then they'll follow that up with, you know, Betazoid Mindfuck, which will tear your face off. 
And uh, 2007, It's Dead Jim, belt buckle tractor meme. <laughs> easily, easily one of the 20 greatest geek sex anthems of all time. Top of my list, man. Top of my list. All right, so uh, why don't we check out some bullet points? Oh, yeah. You may wonder what Z is doing here, folks. Basically, you know, you're going to get the same kind of things from the heavy half hour, the stuff that crosses my desk or that I enjoy. But the heavy world is so much broader than that. And Z is one of my favorite podcasters through his website, Hipster Please, and his own podcast, Radio Free Hipster, where he always finds, like, the best music that I've never heard of before. And so I want to invite him to join us on the show because, really, heavy is where you find it. And he's going to be able to come up with some stuff that you won't hear through me. It's going to broaden your horizons a little bit. And to me, that's something special. Well, man, I appreciate it. Glad to be on here. I don't get a lot of a chance to talk about heavy music. I mean, typically people kind of see me as a nerdcore hip-hop guy, which I've mentioned a, a lot of times on my side and even in the podcast. Like, I sort of grew up with hip-hop, but I guess I grew up on punk rock. And through that, through sort of like the thrash hardcore crossover of like Anthrax and Suicidal Tendencies, like that's how I found metal. And and from there it was, you know, Slayer, and then it's on to Venom. Because kids, back before the internet, this is how we found other bands. We had to read liner notes or interviews in Rolling Stone or fucking Kerrang or something. Tape training, <laughs> man. When you're, you know your friend, you'd be riding in your friend's car. Exactly. And he's playing and, and, something. Oh, my God, what is that? Here, you want to borrow it, and he'd whip the cassette out and lend it to you, and you'd dupe it. And then the next time, you'd do the same for him. I mean, it was all very kind of just organic, the way the music could spread, especially when, you know, like the Iron Maiden and Metallica and all that stuff was just hitting. Exactly. And it was spreading and, like wildfire amongst, like, the high school metalhead scene. Well, and it's like that was the Amazon suggests of its day. It was, oh, you like this? Well, you know, you definitely want to try this. And, and for me, I think metal is... Sort of, the, there are two prongs of, of geek music. One is, of course, Filk, which was very rooted in cons and fandom. And the other one was Metal, which was rooted in kind of loneliness and misplaced aggression and like this fantastic imagery, but it managed to do it over modern music. Right. Well, and I mean, when you think about it, you know, there's there's been a, a geek side of metal for so long. Led Zeppelin had Misty Mountain Hop and, you know, exactly. shout outs to Tolkien, Rush, of course. So it's uh, been, Anthrax and Metallica, huge into comic books. Yeah, um, I Am the Law. Maiden, Judge, yeah. classic literature. And then on to like math metal with Dragon Force or a Horse the Band doing chip metal. Or, yep, yeah, favorite of both of us, Mastodon with this sort of big, fantastic storytelling. I mean, metal music is nerd music. Absolutely. And it's cool to be able to just check out some different stuff. So here's a band that I first heard at PAX and blew my mind. You must be talking about Metroid Metal, and this is Criteria.
And we're back once again. Metroid Metal from North Carolina? Yes, North Carolina. Well, originally from, from North okay. Carolina. When it was, uh, it, you know, Stamage kicked that off, I guess, in 03. And uh, he was my, my neighbor to the north, as it were. <laughs> and since then, the band's gone through so many changes. You know, he's got that whole live setup now with Danimal from Arm Cannon and just some amazing guys backing him up. Always at MAGFest, they play packs. And, I mean, the music is it's punishing and it's technical, but it's always it's always Metroid. Like you always get that feeling of the game world. I think you definitely do. And they put on the great live show last year at PAX. I got to see them like on the big stage at Benaroya Hall, and then the next day they were playing in the little Magfest like conference room mm-hmm. in the intimate, you know, tiny setting. And they were equally great in both places. It was really cool to see them twice like that. Well, there's the kind of talent and the kind of drive, I think, coming out of that, that band, that collective, if we can get all artsy, that it commands respect and it commands attention, and it, the guys can sell a show. That's all there is to it. Yeah, absolutely. So this next tune you sent over was really cool. Yeah, that was Act Razorvania, which was actually the music from uh, Act Razor, as well as Castlevania Four, And it's by an outfit called the Smash Brothers, which is sort of like a VGM supergroup. Aelshawn, uh, Prozac, Vert, who is honestly one of my favorite people in the entire scene, and just a bunch of other guys. And I love this track. Uh, it's off of, off of the, the EP is called Bacon, and it's freely available on their site. And I dig this track even more than the rest of the stuff because it just managed to take these two really disparate melodies and kind of wedge them together. But it was still just kind of aggressive, and it's just beautiful. It's sweeping, and I knew you'd dig the shit out of it. I absolutely did. And, and again, that's one of those I'd never heard before. So thank you so much because, hey, you know. My pleasure. <laughs> Well, why don't we check out a couple of tunes from the Northwest? Yes, from your neck of the woods, man. And we're actually going to kick off with one of my absolute favorites. This is Blood Hags and McCaffrey. You know you got to! Let's go. 
kids that was a pair from the grand pacific northwest one of my all-time favorites blood hag with uh, ann mccaffrey guys are out of seattle they play a style of music that they called educore which is uh, sort of this <laughs> death metal hardcore hybrid and the catch was that all the lyrics were biographical information about authors and abstracts about their famous works <laughs> don't you fucking laugh at me <laughs> i love that dude I work for a book company, and I'm a metalhead. This is so in my wheelhouse. Yes, and yes, I just yes, yes. I just heard about these guys. I mean, I sort of knew they were around. And then you say that they've actually broken up? Yeah, last year they, they kind of, uh, I, I guess, disbanded would be the uh, the correct terminology here. 
They uh, played around for a number of years. That's off of their uh, single release from Alternative Tentacles, Hellbent for Letters, one of the greatest <laughs> album titles of all times. No and that's certainly, certainly one of my favorites. But yeah, they were really big in the local scene, played around with a lot of uh, sort of like, I guess, more niche hard bands in the area, toured a lot, played a lot, and as the, the band progressed, I think that sort of kind of started to wane a bit, and finally they called it quits last year, played their final show in their native Seattle, and uh, interestingly enough, they shared the bill with their very next band, Stovacore. Oh, very cool. From Portland, Oregon. From Portland, Oregon. The guys, and as far as I know, Steve, they don't even have a proper release. That was uh, Life in Exile, which if memory serves is off of their uh, Metal of Honor demo, and they, <laughs> my friends, time. play Klingon death metal. Yeah, so all the lyrics are in Klingon, right? All the lyrics are in Klingon. And I got into a, not an argument, a heated debate once as to whether they were like Klingon death metal or Klingon black metal. Because I think there's some earmarks there if you look hard enough. There is a little bit. There's a little bit of that rasp. Yeah, I can hear that. And some of the, the trebly kind of guitar, that razor yeah, shard sound. Yeah, it, 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 There's that punctuating high end. And uh, they're one of the rare Trek Rock acts that uh, I guess you'd say is non-Federation. <laughs> and uh, it was it was so funny because uh, a few few weeks back you were talking on uh, Bone Bad about about Fentrol and about how Kotla decided he was going to use Swedish over Finnish because right, yeah. Swedish sounded more trollish. But pound for pound, my friend, nothing is more metal than Klingon. Yeah, you'd be hard pressed to find anything more metal than that. Absolutely. Now we we've heard some heavy stuff. But mm-hmm. in the in the nerdcore universe, there's also some music like chip tunes and things of that nature, which take some of the trappings of metal, but are a little softer in tone. Exactly. We're going to listen to a couple of I guess you'd call them conceptual heavy pieces. And uh, first up is Norin Rad.
of hostile abstractions and that's sort of a conceptual piece metal but more rooted in the uh, the chiptune artistry and obviously this Canadian uh, chiptuner names himself after the protagonist from the Silver Surfer comics and you can't fuck with that Steve no you cannot Just, there's not a lot more metal than uh, the whole Galactus thing so than a dude who is literally made of silver who works for a guy who eats planets. Eats planets. <laughs> he's, the, and he's the intern for the Eater of Worlds. I, I bet you don't even get dental with that. That's got to be a shit job. Yeah, though. that has to be a shit job. No kidding. But there are a number of guys in chip music who kind of try to bring that heavy element mess metal from Pterodactyl Squad. I think it's another good example. But I think pound for pound, that's probably the best straight-up chiptune approximation of sort of death-style metal. It's brutal, and it's desolate, and uh, the album that it comes from is called Anomaly, which is uh, it's a free uh, digital download from, uh, from our friends at Pause, and it's really based around the concept of this mortal traveler who's 
kind of uh, exposed to the horrors of infinite time and space, and you kind of feel him losing it as it progresses. So there's uh, maybe even a little Lovecraftian after a point. Yeah, and, it, and it's got the drum and the rhythm is absolutely as brutal as you'd expect from metal. It's got the lyrics. Yeah, the it's vocals. It's got the lyrics. And if I'm not mistaken, he did the... You remember Blades of Steel from the NES with that horribly modulated spoken word? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the effect that he... And I, I was amazed <laughs> at how clearly he captured that. That's cool. Wow. Clearly, I guess it's a relative term. How yeah, not right. clearly he captured that. Following that, we had Tetrastar. They're from the UK, correct? Well, the half of them are from the UK. Tetrastar is actually uh, Oliver Hendel and Jalen Coffin, which, for the record, are two of the uh, top five greatest names in nerd music, <laughs> uh, joining uh, Damien Hess and Derek Atreides. For people who, why do you even have a fucking stage name if your name is Jalen Coffin? If your Christian name is Jalen Coffin. <laughs> Don't call yourself nothing else. But uh, Jalen was actually in, uh, she's from uh, Florida, and she was in uh, Emergency Pizza Party for a while, Big Nerd Core Outfit. Uh, Oliver Hendel's otherwise known as Super Powerless. And they came together a year and a half ago or so uh, under the name of Tetrastar. And the first thing they released was an album called Songs We Didn't Write, which was a bunch of covers. There was uh, Chop Suey, obviously, that System of a Down track that we just heard. They also did a cover of, uh, like, On a Boat by Girl on the Island. They did probably the most beautiful rendition of Dio's Rainbow in the Dark you'll ever hear. And the, even uh, Through the Fire and the Flames from Dragon Force is on that yeah. CD as well. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool, just the, the kind of stuff that they managed to bring. And again, it's it kind of high-concept, low-bitrate chip pop. Mm. But it's another free album. If you have any interest in sort of that flavor of electronic at all, definitely check that shit out. Very cool. Well, man, it's time to draw this episode to a close. I just want to say thank you so much for introducing us to so much cool shit this week. It was a oh, pleasure man, it's, having it's you on the show. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. So where can we find your stuff again? Uh, I am, uh, as always, at hipsterpolice.com. And, uh, you know, I, I play... Uh, the heavier shit, I play the sort of more weird and artsy shit. I do uh, a lot of stuff with uh, with mashup and bootleg artists. And then, obviously, I, I do uh, a lot to support the nerdcore hip-hop community. So uh, if you want your nerd music eclectic, come over and visit me at hipsterpolice.com. Like I said, I cannot recommend Z stuff highly enough. This is a show every two weeks. There will be a, a song that you have to put on repeat. And that's that's the best compliment I can give you, man. Uh, that's that's what I aim for. If I can just do that, I figure I'm doing all right. <laughs> all right. Well, as always, the heavy half hour can be reached through our hotline at 425-296-6557 or through email at steve at bonehand.com. I'd like to thank all the artists who enabled us again this week with their great music. And uh, we're going to close up tonight with another cool tune. It's heavy, but it's also sort of a nerdcore statement of purpose. It is, and... Uh, I think we can all agree, Steve, that uh, rap metal sucks really hard. <laughs> it Ex certainly can, but there, it has its moments. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Anthrax and Public Enemy, I think, is uh, probably a good Rage example. Rage Against the Machine. Uh, exactly, as is this next band, The Boss Fights. Now, The Boss Fights actually started out as sort of just this rough concept from uh, nerdcore rapper Zealous One. Uh, his buddy Cavonius and Juggernaut kind of kicked this idea around, and it wasn't until Z was trying to figure out what he wanted to do for his next album that it came together. They expanded the concept out a little bit, brought in Dr. Awkward, another amazing nerdcore lyricist as a co-vocalist, 
and guitar shredder by the name of Jay Bishop. Now, the full-length album is still in the works, but uh, in the meantime, you can peep. Uh, Bishop's got a sort of a real guitar-heavy album called The Battle Epic. Uh, Zealous has actually got a new album called Rise that's coming out tonight at midnight, if memory serves. Oh, cool. And there's a couple of uh, actual boss fight songs floating around at their site. But the thing that I will always remember about the boss fights is when they took the stage at Nerdapalooza 2010 and just literally stole the show. Nobody knew what to expect, and we certainly did not expect a uh, sort of thrashed-up tribute to MC Front-A-Lot, which is exactly what we got. All right, so this is Front-A-Lots. Once again, I'm Steve, your host. And I'm Z from HipsterPlease.com. And until next time, keep it heavy. And in the words of Lemmy, play it load. From the beginning of time, I live my life the same way. Never mind the way trends wave. These days, they're calling us the I generation. But every sheep in the streets is a rye imitation. I've been waiting for the nerd folk to rise up. Realize it doesn't matter if the mainstream despise us. Wise up, be you and always have fun. Take heed, the revolution has finally begun. Be proud. Catalyze the changes forever. From Sir Isaac Newton to Johannes Kepler. Sitting on the sidelines with your guidelines Saving your pressure only works on the small minds That's fine, call me a shameful disgrace Couldn't give a shit, I'ma put the frames to my face Put a finger to the sky while you're hearing this song Go ahead, go ahead, put your front a lot song You're a dork and you're proud, go ahead, sing it loud Go ahead, go ahead, put your front a lot song If you're a geek from the start and you speak from the heart Go ahead, go ahead, put your front a lot song Underdogs should rejoice, we are one with the voice Go ahead, go ahead if you're a nerd to the core and you won't be ignored, go ahead, go ahead, put your front a lot on. We ain't stopping nowhere near of an encore. Nerds like represent what we're dropping bombs for. It's what the song's for. Confidence and pride. I survive by eating up all the bullies while alive. We strive. Resilient nature we foresee. Dominate the core.